Hello, Filed Coast, and welcome to another episode of the Filed Coast Property Podcast with me, Ben Moore, the one with the beard, your local bespoke estate agent covering the filed. Wow, I swear, every time I do this introduction, it always feels like it gets a few seconds longer. I think maybe I need to work on a way of, of condensing that down. I don't know. We'll see, but we're 20 seconds in now. The intro is done, so let's just crack on with today's show. Um, now, in today's episode, I want to talk to you yeah, about how to value your own property. Now, that might sound like quite a random topic of conversation, especially coming from an estate agent, um, obviously myself, and a big part of my job is to advise people on what their home is likely to sell for. And as a homeowner, you might be thinking, well, if I want to know the value, I'll just give an agent a call. Surely that's what you're there for. And yes, and, and yes, that is a part of our job. That is what we can help you with. But I always advise that vendors do their own research or do a degree of research to educate themselves on what their property is worth prior to inviting somebody in to tell them. And the reason being, and I don't want to sound derogatory towards my own industry because there are some brilliant, honest, thorough agents out there who will give you great advice. But there's also a lot of agents that won't. And when they come into your living room to view your home and to give you a figure, their priority in a lot of cases isn't to give you the most accurate, honest feedback. Their priority is to encourage you to sign a contract with them, to give the agent your instruction and to put your property on the market. And it tends to be the case that if they can get you to sign a contract and commit on the day by blowing you away with a fantastic valuation that's more than what you thought, that just takes out all the ifs and buts and makes you want to go on the market instantly to get sold for this great price, then they will do that. And the reason why that's commonplace is because the attitude can be, well, let's just get it on a higher price today. So as the seller, you commit and then we'll tie you in for 12, 16, 20 weeks, sometimes longer. Um, And then we've got you for a period of time where we can try and gradually bring that price down to a point where it will sell. So if they think that your property is worth 250, for example, let's sign it up at 300,000 and then we'll bring it down to 250 over time. Hopefully it sells and we get our fee. But if not, at least we've got the instruction and we've got a board up. And it sounds quite fickle and it sounds quite... um, Not great practice, I guess, for me to explain it like that. And... That's just the way that it is in many cases. And I think in a lot of ways, that's why our industry has got a bad reputation from kind of over-promising and then subsequently under-delivering. But forget that. For you as a vendor, you're not bothered about the politics of how estate agents work or practice. You're bothered about getting the right price. And again, that's why it's so important that you've got an understanding yourself of what is realistic because essentially you've got a higher likelihood of getting the best price if your home sells in the initial stages. I don't mean it has, it has to sell on day one or it has to go overnight or even the first few weeks but the reality is is that the longer your home sits on the market stagnant and doesn't sell because the price is wrong or because the marketing's poor or because you've not got the right exposure that tends to lead to a delayed sale and the longer it's on the market buyers aren't stupid they'll see that and use that as leverage to justify a lower figure so the best thing you can do is try and get a tick in as many boxes as possible make sure you've got the right exposure you're on the right portals you're being proactively advertised via social media your pictures your photographs are all to a good standard you've got your floor plans make sure that everything's ready to go to give you that best chance of selling earlier on and therefore capitalizing on the higher offers now what you can do to do your own research and just make sure that you're not being misled or hoodwinkled into thinking your home is worth more than what it actually will be in reality is by going on a few free tools that are available to you. 
Now, this these are all websites and these is this is information you can do for free. You don't have to pay subscriptions or access fees or anything like that. You can just jump onto the internet, put your postcode in and do your own research. Now, the first website that I'm going to divert you to is Rightmove. Uh, really obvious, rightmove.co.uk, a huge property portal here in the UK. I'm sure anyone listening to this podcast is familiar with Rightmove. Um, and it's a, a really big sort of go-to platform for property hunters to find their next home but also there's a section at the top of the website which is called house prices and you can check sold house prices off of the back of that so if you put your address in and you specify your criteria a period of time even a radius around your property it'll give you all the data of any properties that have been marketed and sold um, over that period of time that you're looking into if those properties were advertised on right move by the agent that sold them then you'll tend to be able to get an idea of the property's size and condition because you can see the photographs that were available before the property came off the market. So that's a really good tool for you to sort of compare and contrast your property against other homes that have sold because you can look at it very objectively and try and be impartial where you can. If that property is been renovated to a much higher standard than yours, if it's a bigger plot, if it's more appealing, if it's got selling points that your property doesn't, um, or it's sold at a time where the market was typically better, then always sort of benchmark that and think, well, is mine worth less? Would my is mine likely to achieve that? Is that the upper end of what it's likely to get in today's market? Or is your property much bigger? Has it been extended? Has it been recently renovated? Have you threw a load of cash at it? Is your property the best on the street, the best in the area? I don't know, but try and look at it objectively and take that bias out of it and look at the facts, look at what's sold and, and how your property measures against that comparable to give you a good idea of roughly speaking where your property is going to sit. The second thing that I'd urge you to do, again, we're going to stick with right move, is to look at properties that are on the market available for sale at the moment. So again, pop your postcode in. I'm sure if there's properties available on your street at the moment already, you'll probably be aware of it. But take a wider look, maybe look within, depending on where you are, a quarter of a mile, half a mile, a mile or so. If you're in a rural area, you can even look within a couple of miles and just try and identify whether or not you can see properties that are similar to yours in terms of the square foot. Uh, location, the bedroom availability, and again, just sort of compare and contrast where you think your property sits in comparison to those others that are on the market at the moment, and try and look at it really objectively through a buyer's eyes. If you was a buyer with a mortgage promise burning a hole in your pocket or cash in the bank and you was ready to go, are you giving buyers an incentive to pick up the phone and to inquire about your home. Now that incentive might be that yours stands out a country mile because it's very unique and it's got great selling points that the other homes don't or it might be standing out a mile because it's on at a great competitive realistic price. So again, you need to sort of weigh up where does your property need to be pitched in order to stand out against the competition in your market because that's what it is. Those are your competitions. So it's good that you've got, you need to have a good idea, sorry, of exactly what's available and what your potential buyer's options are so you can kind of work out where your property fits in that equation. The third website you can look at is called Net House Prices. Now again, quite similar to the first point that I made. So Net House Prices has a direct link to the land registry. Um, so of course, whenever a property sale goes through and legally completes, um, all the information is logged and, and registered as publicly available information. So Net House Prices just gives you a long exhaustive list of the full address, the property postcodes, the property number of exactly what's sold, the date it went through at, and the price that was eventually paid. 
because the reason why I tell you to look at net house prices is because in my experience, often they can have data that's not available on Rightmove for whatever reason. Um, there's normally a few outliers that for again for whatever reason just haven't sort of logged onto the right move website so net house prices tends to be quite a thorough um, extensive database of information when it comes to sold data and the reason why i say look at that is because i've often sat in evaluations and sat in appointments and uh, i said oh well number 19 sold last year and the vendor will say oh yeah they, they achieved 150,000 whereas in reality that property was on the market for 150,000 that's what they were asking but you know, we might be able to see from the sold data on net house prices that although it was on for 150, it actually only sold for 130. And of course, it's what buyers are willing to pay for a property that determines a property's value, not necessarily the marketing price that it was on for initially. So again, it's always worth knowing the facts and the figures. So at least then you've got a good solid understanding of how the market's performing. And again, where your property fits in that equation. And then when an agent comes out, hopefully when they give you that feedback, if it's kind of roughly speaking if it's in line with what you was hoping then that's brilliant if they've blown you away and suddenly you know they've given you a really high valuation that you're struggling to make sense of at least if you've got that knowledge in your sort of repertoire you've got that information in your arsenal you can sort of challenge it you can ask questions and you can ask them to kind of justify and maybe give you a bit more feedback and dig a little bit deeper as to how they've arrived at the valuation that they've come to and, and don't get me wrong it might be a perfectly valid reason and um, it might be that your home is worth significantly more than what you thought and it goes on to achieve that but always make sure that you've got the facts and the figures and the information that you're being given is based on a degree of research experience of, of fact and it's not just a fictitious figure that's been pulled out of thin air to get you to wrongly sign a contract if that makes sense so hopefully that was of some value and it gives you some food for thought um, again those websites where I recommended it was just rightmove.co.uk to look at existing competition rightmove.co.uk under the sold house price data to have a look at other competition that's been on and sold um, previously with photographs and then you've got nethouseprices.co.uk which will just give you a long list of addresses and the dates and the prices that those properties sold for um, hopefully that was of some value guys uh, thank you for listening if you've made it this far i'll see you on the next episode